What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Shoot or Pass podcast on behalf of Baseline Times, your NBA go-to podcast for the best coverage in the whole wide world. This is Chevy, one of your co-hosts here. You guys can find me at Baseline Chevy, as always, on Twitter. Welcome, Robbie Gabe, usual crew in the building here. How are you all doing today? It's another wonderful week of doing this podcast for both of you. Welcome again. I don't think anyone is as happy as you are right now. Yeah, you have exactly. a little pep in your voice today. Wait a little too much. Tone that bass down a little bit. Yo, he Tone has it. not stopped talking <laughs> shit in the group chat and oh, on Twitter. You know, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, this is what it has felt the last twenty years of your life being a Patriots yeah, fan. It's nice, wow, isn't is it? So like, I feel like your quality of life is just—it'd it, be so much better. Like, wow, that's crazy. It's crazy how much, man, the one man could just have. An impact on your life, right, Gabe? Like, Tom I mean, Brady, yeah, I would Tom, like, give me some like, HGH. I would love this stuff. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm just Stop hating. No, it's, I'm happy. It's great. It feels good, guys. It really does. Congrats, congrats, congrats. Yeah. Happy for Tom. I'm like the uh, the ex girlfriend that was once scorned, but she's gotten over her, her ex man and she forgives him, and now she's just mm-hmm. happy for him. A little That's nostalgic, cool. like, damn, I wish I was still with him. You know, I'm talking yeah. like Tom and I were together. And you know what? Maybe mm-hmm. in some other life we were. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, happy for Tom. Don't give a fuck about the Bucks. Don't know. I, I really <laughs> don't know how they will fare against Patrick Mahomes. Patty Mac? Patty He is just on another level. He really is on another level. He's Killer Travis level. Kelsey? Are you kidding me? Mr. Yeah. Kelsey? Tyreek Hill, man. Ooh, oh. Cheetah. Yeah, you and see, of you course, know, that in big there. red, big yeah. red, and greed. Is there, there man? We got there it. Go. You saw she slid that in there. Like, let's just start off talking about how great Tom is, and <laughs> you forgive him, and then oh well. well by the way, well, uh, yeah, I'm happy, guys. And the incredible thing it's it's only about you know 90 miles down the road from me, so mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. It's a home game. We're going home. Okay. But that is, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. I, I won't lie. I'm very very excited. I even ordered my son like a, a Tom Brady T-shirt. It has a Super Bowl logo on it. You know, it looks like one of those jerseys, as they call it. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's gonna be decked out. You'll see the Graham's gonna be popping. Fucking near red. Pretty awesome, guys. Chevy's gonna time. go. He's gonna try and go streaking on the Super Bowl field, <laughs> and then he's gonna get tackled by all hey. the police officers. That's your thing, bro. Head. Go for it. Oh man. He's going to try to outshine the weekend during the halftime show. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I could do that, but yeah. Well, that's a good idea, Listen, if, uh... is, if you're really into this idea, I'll send you like some nipple tassels and like a nice oh. little books mask. So okay. That, you know, I like that. So you have that in your inventory. That's interesting. I'm I'm not confirming nor denying. Wow. <laughs> Well, welcome to the Shooter Pass podcast here. Um, (laughs) I feel like our challenge every week is to make it as difficult as possible for Chevy to transition from segment to segment. So let's go. You got nipple tassels and masks. Keep it moving. Now transition to something else. One of the things that obviously we talked about um, last week was um, this COVID nonsense. So... Well, who do we got left? Just the Memphis Grizzlies, right? The Grizzlies are sitting at home. I think the Wizards can officially play again. Uh, so that's Memphis. the news. You said Memphis, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Grizzlies. Yeah, they've been the sitting ducks lately. 
They've been stuck yeah. for a minute. But thank God there's no new teams, you know. There's no uh, oh, okay. Well, well didn't the more... Spurs game get canceled last night? Yeah, there was there yeah. was like a game. All right, all right. Okay, Memphis right. had the hardest though. They've just so many games. They have a really bad yeah. rhythm starting in. It's a, yeah, it's a really unfortunate, man. Yeah, really Kings Grizzlies got postponed. Spurs Pelicans got postponed. Tonight there are no games postponed. Uh, Season's then, a game, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, Chevy, I know you're optimistic, but you know this shit is not going to change and it's going to be very, you know, we're 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 getting real close to that second half, that mm-hmm. that quote-unquote yeah. second half where they're going to release the second half schedule and uh you know, there's been rumblings about the Olympics getting canceled and that becoming more and more of a possibility. So, I wonder if that does become a thing, you know, where the Olympics are canceled if the NBA mm. will take advantage and maybe extend the season, you know, start mm. the playoffs a little later so these teams like the Wizards and the Grizzlies can play catch up. Speaking yeah. about the Olympics, um, I saw a story today that, you know, I think Japan had it, right? Japan's the one that was going to host the Olympics uh, this year. Yes. So, but I heard that if they pulled out, Miami wanted to make a bid for it. I'm like, that's not a good idea. <laughs> Yes, let's bring well, all these people have, to fucking Florida of all places. I don't think we have the space for it. You know what I mean? We're not that type of city to hold an oh, Olympic event. Oh, God. Governor the beat that will find room <laughs> if it means money in his pockets, boo-boo. It doesn't make sense for you. Yeah. yeah. True. Florida's like the only person like in the entire world that's like, hey, <laughs> come here. We got a bunch of vaccines that we're going to push out of Publix. Right. We'll get vaccinated. And, oh, is that um, the thing now? Y'all are getting yeah. vaccinated at Publix? Yeah. Uh, Publix. yeah. Uh, our government. governor decided that Publix is going to be have authority to schedule vaccinations to those eligible. And, uh, <sighs> this guy's a jackass. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to allow the opening <laughs> of everything as normal um, and pack out places. And we also are hoping, hosting a Super Bowl in a couple weeks. Where apparently the Motel Six is is four hundred dollars a night in Tampa. So yes, we are we are basically allowing for all this to happen here. Good news though, guys. Uh, Karis Avert has had surgery, full recovery expected. Awesome. Good for him. Good for him. Very my guy. My guy. And guys, just gotta just gotta throw this in there because we were talking about Miami and whether we should us Heat fans should be panicking or not. I don't think it's time to panic. I think we've got our salvation, and it's coming to us in the form of one man. Three mm. words. Butta, bam, baby. Butta, bam, baby. Okay. Okay, well, we'll, I guess, elaborate on that more later. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, what? <laughs> we're a little lost, Robbie. We'll do, you know who, do you know who bam is? Bam out of Well, yeah, we know who bam is. Oh, I know bam. bam. I, yeah. I, I didn't get the, the three Bs. Whose shots yeah. are smooth like butter right now? Oh, okay. Uh, oh, see, well, now I got, got it. Butter, all right, all right. bam, baby. I get it's it. Because Gabe doesn't Gabe, you're coming up. <laughs> He's coming off his, his birthday weekend. Happy belated, by the way, Gabe. Yep. Thank you very much. Robbie, can, can you describe to the people like this photo shoot that Gabe had? <laughs> I only saw one picture. I mean... I, I there were multiple. Gabe, Gabe belongs on the cover of GQ. Wow. He does. Appreciate that. You feel me? You know. Uh, now, you know, I would have accepted that invite if I was in you know, maybe 22, 23. Now, not so much. Not so much. Yeah. Why not, man? You want to represent for the old heads? You got to represent, bro. I guess. You know, I had on my, uh, my big chain, my gold chain. I had on my old school jacket zipped up to the top. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, sure. glasses, 80s, baby. We're glad, 
we're glad you uh, took it back to the A's and had a, had a good birthday, man. Everything looked great. The pictures were great, though. For word, sure. word. I'm very word. sad that Butta Bam Baby fell flat with you guys. I'm very sad. Like, I typed that shit well, in caps lock on my notes. No, I didn't get it at first, but now I got it. Sorry, I'm getting old. We'll redeem ourselves. I, I haven't really watched many Heat games, and you guys always have your game of postpone. Not not that's your fault, but, you know, that's... I'll see my way out. Fault. I'll see my way out. Goodbye. So, <laughs> Robbie, you, you'll be impressed with some of my, my takes later on the show. Don't worry. I got some oh, love boy. for you. Don't worry. Oh, boy. Don't worry. We got some love for you, Robbie. Oh, um, obviously, you know, here we're recording this on the uh, 26th of January. Not the best of days in the NBA world. Uh, obviously, we lost Kobe Bryant on this day. Uh, so, you know, just some lighthearted talk here. We always want to celebrate the Black Mamba. Uh, Kobe, you know, Gabe, you and I were here last year doing this. Mm-hmm. Robbie, you wrote around. But we want to give you an opportunity, Robbie. You know, what are some of, you know, the Kobe moments that you just enjoy? We want to celebrate his life, even if it's off the court, uh, on the court, whatever it may be. Uh, wherever Mamba, you know, is, is what, I, what I would say. Well, there's so many. And, I mean, I was pretty young when Kobe first got his start so I really familiarized myself more with Kobe um you know during like the late 2000s and then you know once he retired and I honestly think his final game on April 13th 2016 that that uh win against Utah Jazz was Mm -hmm. was one that really stuck Mm -hmm. with me and it's one that I feel like whenever you're watching ESPN late at night or they're doing you know they're just doing like random programming and they're always gonna show that game you know when they show the classics Mm -hmm. that game yeah is always gonna be one of those games that they're gonna show that was i mean when you think about your idols and you think about your favorite players you you think of them you want to envision them riding off into the sunset with a big victory i mean it's only right and and kobe did that this was his sixth 60 point game in his career and, you know, he, he said it best in his, like, speech after the game. He said, you know, you really couldn't write a better story than this. And um, he joked about how his teammates normally yell at him to pass the ball and how on that night they were yelling just the opposite. And <laughs> he gave such a beautiful <laughs> shout-out to his family yeah. and ended it with Mamba out. I mean, it was just the perfect story, you know, perfect way to end the story that was such an incredible career and, you know, when you think now, we were just talking about Tom Brady, like, how crazy would it be if he ended his career with a Super Bowl, rather than right. how he ended it last season, where we all thought, oh, shit, is he going to retire with a pick six in the playoffs? Yeah. Um, I, you know, happy, happy for Tom. Hope he gets to achieve that, because Tom is my idol, and I want him to ride off into the sunset with a big victory, just like Oh, thank you. Such a different tone <laughs> in five minutes ago. No, but I mean, I, I agree though, Robbie. Like it's mm-hmm. it's so you know. I did my top five moments for me personally. I didn't include that, but it's such like a. If I did a top ten, I mean, everyone's doing a top ten. I just wanted to give you guys like the five greatest moments in his basketball career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's up on BaselineTimes.com right now. But uh, I I think you're. I agree with that one. I, I think we talked about that last year. Uh, how about you, Gabe? You know, any, any moments you want to recollect? Well, I. Had- one is the one that everyone knows about the 81 against the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen number one head. Most people have it. Unfortunately, Chris Bosh suffered on that same roster as well. <laughs> um, right. But that, that was the professional moment. But the other moment that I really enjoyed of Kobe is when he sat down with Shaq and they had the one-on-one interview and it revealed some things that, you know, we might have, might not have known 
you know, just mm-hmm. their work ethic and the time together and having not broken up, they might have won five, six, or seven championships. I really enjoyed that one-on-one of them being genuine with themselves and, you know, just letting us inside that history that we all love so yeah. much in the early 2000s. Absolutely. And it was nice to get it recorded. It was nice to sit down and see them do it. And, you know, I I think there might be maybe like a LeBron Kyrie moment, maybe you think so? similar, you know, <laughs> down the road, maybe about 15 years from now. So they should do that more often with other players, you know, that'd be, that'd yeah, be it paved, they paved, I think they paved the path for some of this to happen. You know, I think that was, that was cool to see. Magic and Isaiah um, too. Know. Yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, for me, uh, just seeing, we always wondered, and people thought like, geez, this guy has been committed to basketball for so long, for 20 years of his life, right? Excuse me, longer than that, actually, because as a teenager growing up playing the game um, at a high school, you know, drafted. And it's like, everyone was like, well, what's Kobe going to do next? Like, what is his mission? What is his goal? And, you know, the saddest thing about me was that he turned that corner and we kind of figured out what it was. And then like to see him be with that in a, that dad role and just be that leader, you know, for other other young women too you know we talked about that too it's just mm-hmm. you know we could talk about that for all day but that that was like the, the part for me off the court that i really love and i will always just cherish about kobe bryant and like the message he was sending with that uh beyond just the basketball part about it but you know that he's a little bit too as you know i i love the uh the china games the 2008 when um they went oh, to beijing it was okay. that's the redemption team mm-hmm. and i felt like that experience him that with him and you know the other guys, Melo, Braun was on the team, Wade, Dwight Howard, um, I think Tayshawn Prince made the team, some other, you know, some guys like that. They they got an experience of a lifetime with Kobe Bryant. And I think that, you know, was really something that inspired some of those guys too and understood like what the hard work and the grind was to get to where Kobe got, right? And it was kind of like just the behind the scenes and just seeing some of the recordings and the videos, man. Like it sucks that, you know, the Olympics might get canceled this year, but there's just opportunities and moments like that, that I really like to see that him mentor the other guys. And so I was, that's the cool part. Now he was mentoring young women and, you know, young basketball players, his daughters. So, you know, rest in peace to Kobe, Kobe forever. Rest in peace to Kobe and to all the other victims that also lost their lives that day. Shoot or pass. All right, let's go ahead and get into another round of the shooter pass here. As always, I will read a statement. If we agree with the statement, we will shoot. If we disagree with the statement, we will pass. Shoot or pass, young players need to do a better job of taking constructive criticism from older players. Robbie, we'll let you go first with this one. Shoot or pass? No, pass. Older players, <clears throat> Shaq, just need to get <laughs> laid and chill the fuck out. I mean... <laughs> What the fuck was that post-game interview between him and Donovan Mitchell? Shaq is like, You're one of my favorite players, but I don't think you have what it takes to be a star. I say that on purpose. I wanted you to hear it. What are your thoughts? (laughs) Um, And then later in the interview, he asked Donovan to tell Rudy Gobert to let him hold some of his 200 mil. And then he ends it with, Love you, brother. Uh... You're not going to get the respect you want so bad doing shit like that, man. I mean, and here's the other thing, though. Like, as much as we, I don't know, I I just thought that, like, that one interview was ridiculous. I don't know what Shaq is going through. But, um, yeah, I mean, y- you know, you could make the argument that young players should take construct- constructive criticism from older players. But... When that constructive criticism is coming, you know, in a form of, of, of being condescending and, and talking down to someone, well, fuck that shit. 
I would have said the same. No, I, I would not have been as mature as Donovan Mitchell. Just kidding. I would not have been just. I wouldn't have just said I. <laughs> like a champ. Been like, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> not on that television. <laughs> but uh, and, and I would say though, I for me this is a push, and you know I I would say because. It's just like the level of decency between two humans and also they're professionals. Both of them are professionals. You're on national TV as this TNT, you know, crew member. And then Donovan Mitchell is a basketball player, a professional basketball player. You're both professionals. But just remain a level of respect towards each other, which obviously Donovan has done. I don't poor victim. He's the victim here, obviously. Um, that's what I'll that's what I'll say. I'll push on the shooter past you know, I don't think it's more young players or more more or less, you know, older players. Mm-hmm. We we should always just have that level of respect. Uh, we just talked about like Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was somebody who was there mentoring these guys, working out with them, right? Like mm-hmm. a Jason Tatum. Uh, he told Giannis, go out and win MVP, right? Like that's the kind of inspiration and the, the kind of things you want to see from an older player versus, all right, guys, um, yeah, uh, what do you guys think about Donovan Mitchell? Like, <laughs> and then like, come on, man. Like, here's the thing. Shaq covered his ass. Like, I'll agree. Like, in, in my opinion, like, you kind of fucked up and said something, and then you were honest about it. So I'm not going discredit to discredit him with that. The problem was is what he said at halftime versus, you know, what would happen at the end of the show. So you, you it transpired, you know, from halftime because you damn well know Donovan Mitchell's about to walk in that damn locker room and see a million tweets, a million mentions, mm-hmm. and that clip, <laughs> that 30 seconds of the clip from halftime is going to pop up. Meanwhile, you you probably just got Shaq kissing your ass. Now it's not that Shaq couldn't have said, "Hey, Donovan, you know, great game. You guys won. I think at the time six games in a row, seven mm-hmm. games in a row. Uh, you guys are looking good this year. Blah blah blah. Give him his props, respect, and let him go to the locker room. Short, but I think Shaq tried to cover his ass here because he know he just fucked up. Somebody was in his ear after that. Um, so I, I I would say push. Gabe, how about you? I'm gonna say shoot, but like I said, coming from Shaq, it's a different thing because all Shaq does he, for someone who's so big, he's so small. I mean, you guys see the the back and forth they have with Barkley on the set. How if Barkley says something that's remotely critical of Shaq, guess what Shaq does? How many rings you got? Uh, you don't have any titles. Hey, hey, Kenny, Kenny, we know what it takes to go back to back. I mean, it's always about him. Like, I'm all for players, older players giving young players constructive criticism. But it's, it just seems like hate coming from Shaq. I don't know why he has to feel the need to make it about himself. Like, why say that after the kind of game he just had with the Jazz? Like, or, or if you want to do it, call him up. Don't do it on live TV. That's just shady as fuck. So, you know what? Fuck Shaq. <laughs> Yo, Robbie, how good was that impression from Gabe? Like, it was <laughs> 10 times better than ours, right? Honestly, I was just going to say, like, we should put a poll somewhere and have people vote on who had the best uh, Gabe, that's of Shaq. <laughs> do we even need a poll? I mean, Gabe was... I'm gonna bow out, but yeah, I, I agree. We can do that. Well, Let's I think that. the three of us. I think the three of us should just say, "Love you, brother." As Shaq, Chevy, go first. Go Love your brother. Love you, brother. Love you, brother. <laughs> that's that's game. That's all game. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you guys vote on that. If you're listening, just tweet us. Like, who had the better Shaq? Do the whole podcast and check points. No, I'm just that kidding. That was good. Yeah, you you should one day. I think I think so. I was gonna right. say we're gonna advocate for that. We'll have the all inclusive Shaq episode, as told by oh Gabriel God. Lloyd. God, okay. yeah. Let's 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 blow Shaq's ego up even more, guys. Yes, because that's yeah, exactly that's what we do what we not want to do. do. 
Exactly. Oh, man. Look, just to, just to end this route here, though, uh, Robbie, I love what you said about Donovan Mitchell. Very mature. I mean, he said, sure. I've been hearing that since I was a rookie. I was like, damn, okay, Do- mm. Donovan, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, bro. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Go Jazz. I'm a fan. Yeah, he's a way better person than I am. I'll tell you that. Well, most of us are. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, Gabe. I'm just saying the way he handled it. He handled it with maturity. He, oh, like, I thought you were saying most of us are better people than me. I'm like, damn. No, no, he could have he did the Kevin Durant route, too. He could have gave a one-word answer like he did with Charles Barkley. But ah, I think yeah. Donovan's was better. So, you know, kudos. Touche, touche. Okay. All right, shooter pass. People need to stop overreacting to the Brooklyn Nets losing back-to-back games. First, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Gabe, shooter pass. Are you overreacting on the Brooklyn dumpster fire? Shoot, shoot, man. They just got together. They just got Kyrie back. They have to work on defense. Every team that's assembled some type of talent to the degree of the guys they have now struggled in their first year, aside from the stupid Celtics, who won't let you forget about it. But, you know, they have to work together, you know, and they have to have more reps. Like, chill. Cleveland played way over their heads in those, those two games against Brooklyn Nets. You know what I mean? And he's, like I said, you just got Kyrie back incorporated into the into the game. So, you know, let it ride. Let these guys find their footing. They'll be fine. They're going to be representing the Eastern Conference um, come June or whenever this season, if it even finishes. Oh. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, a lot can happen between now and then. But, like I said, they, got, they have three lethal shooters on the team. Now, the only thing that concerns me is that I think James Harden, he's more the, facil- the facilitator now. I don't know if he's going to like that role, you know, going forward, even though he did it in Oklahoma City, like, as a bench player. So maybe he can adjust to that role and just be the facilitator while Kyrie and, you know, and Kevin get their shots off and, you know, run the offense. But chill out. It's fine. Robbie? We got to overreact here because it is the Brooklyn Nets, so I'm going to say pass. And look, Gabe, you're right. They'll probably get those sh- their shit together at some point. But this is how bad the Nets are on defense. They are Oof. so bad on defense after this trade that they are looking to none other than the Cleveland Cavaliers for a big man to help them out. Okay? Oof. It's out in the open that they're engaging in talks to get JaVel McGee. They've expressed interest in Kevin Love, too. Wait, 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 wait. So he's getting all the guys from Golden State again? Is that what Kevin's doing? Getting former teammates to come I don't play know. I don't know, but but JaVel McGee right now plays for the Cavs, so you're you're deviating from my point. Let me make my point. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, listen. <laughs> the Cavs played a huge role in exposing how bad this defense is. I get it. It's early in the season. These guys are building their chemistry, blah, blah, blah. But if they thought that they could essentially trade away their future just to outshoot their opponents and win titles that way, the Cavs played a big role in showing that, you know, that's not going to happen. They're going to need to add some pieces, and they're going to need to do it soon if they really want to represent the East. I'm going to go ahead and shoot on this. Um, this season has to come to some sort of consistency for all these teams, mm-hmm. and it really hasn't for the Brooklyn Nets. So I agree with you, Gabe. Definitely you made very good points. Um, you have a healthy Kevin Durant, you know, knock on wood. Obviously, we don't want him to get injured, pull a hamstring, whatever, miss games, extended amount of time, blah, blah, blah. Just keep him healthy. When he's healthy, that team's going to go places. When you have Kevin Durant, arguably, and he solidifies himself as the second best player in the world right now, don't argue against that. But 
Can they beat the other contenders in a seven-game series? That's yet to be seen. I mean, that's a big question mark about this team. And I think, you know, Rob, you've kind of alluded to that. Also, uh, I got to say with Brooklyn, they got to get their defense together. Like, like you mentioned, Gabe, I mean, they're 20th right now in defensive rating. That's terrible. That's amongst the Detroit Pistons. You know, you're like a couple, <laughs> you're a couple, you're ranked a couple of spaces above the Pistons. I mean, the, the, uh, the Nuggets are down there, but you know, they'll, they'll get their shit together. Hopefully. I mean, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, the Bulls, like, why would you want to be ranked defensively with these teams? Like you're not going to win a championship when, if you're, if this continues on. So. For me, there's a common trend. Great team. The teams that are at the top right now, defensively, they're on par. That's where they've got to come correct. And that when we did our episode against with uh, we did our episode about the James Harden trade, we made comments about that, and that has yet to improve. That's the biggest error that I'm concerned about the Brooklyn Nets. But I'm not going to overreact just yet. All right, shooter pass. The NBA team that is way better than their record indicates is not the Miami Heat. Robbie, shooter pass. Well, you already know what my answer is going to be here. I'm going to say pass. And I think it's, you know, I think in the East, it's the Heat. And in the West, it's the Mavs. You know, both were kind of like those dark horse teams last season. And they kind of did really well in the bubble and had some elevated expectations going into this year. But they've had slow starts for a variety of reasons, all of which we've talked about previously. But look. Both of these teams at full strength are still contenders. And anyone questioning that, even as these teams have records of 6 and 10 and 8 and 9 respectively, need to just crawl back into the hole they came out of. Mm. Well said. Yeah, I agree. Pass. My only concern is that, you know, right now I think they're 6 and 10. Um, It's a 72-game season. You know, will they have enough time to make up the difference? Because I think right now, what are they, 14th or 15th in the East? Or maybe even lower than that. Or, well, actually, I know they're higher, actually. But that's one of the concerns is time, you know. And, and what, what the hell is Jimmy Butler? Like, do we get updates on this guy regularly? Because I, I feel like he could, he's like the only guy who can disappear and he won't say nothing about it. Like, does he have COVID? I mean, is he sick? Does he have an injury? Like, I don't get updates about this guy. And, you know, I, like, what is he doing? And aside from that, like I said, we, we've talked about this on every show pretty much. They don't have the continuity yet. It's just, everybody's out and postponements. It's just a mess. So I feel like at full strength, yes, they'll be fine. But will they have enough time to make up the difference? Right, right. And, and they're, they're 13th in the, the uh, Eastern Conference, by the way, Gabe. Six and 10. I mean, obviously had a few cancellations. That's not, you know, I don't think that's Miami's fault. Obviously, Boston mm-hmm. kind of fucked everybody over at some point. Um, you guys, you know, for me, you know, I'm not disagreeing with anything you guys are saying about the heat, Miami Heat. I agree with it. But for this purpose, I'm going to say shoot. And I'm going to say the Toronto Raptors are better than their 7-10 and 10 record uh, that they currently are sitting at at the time we are recording this podcast. They, to me, I'm trying to cover my ass here because I did talk a lot of shit about them and call them the duds of the, se- the season so far. <laughs> um, but they are making me, they look like they're going about to make me eat my words. Uh, 7 of 10, they're 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. Uh, they're right outside of the AC, so they're right there. Like the Orlando Magic, the Charlotte Hornets do not give me enough comfort and confidence that they can take the step forward and move up in the rankings. So when you start competing with the teams like that, on paper, Toronto has a better team. Let's talk about Chris Boucher. This is the newest uh, upcoming Raptor in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, in the last ten games for the Raptors, he's shooting. 
54%. Um, he, I'm excuse me, 55.4%. Uh, he's 54% on the season. Uh, he's averaging eight, 15.5, eight points per game. Uh, shooting the three ball, 48% from the field in 26 minutes of play. That's crazy. Uh, also 7.5 rebounds a game. Now, he's also listed as a power forward. Let's talk about Pascal Siakam because I mentioned the Toronto Raptors, they're going to have to lean a lot on Siakam this season for some success. You lose a guy like Serge Ibaka. You know, we talked about Marcus All. <laughs> the last 10 games with Siakam, 17 and a half points per game. He's shooting three ball 20%, 45% overall from the field, and 35 minutes of play. So to me, Chris Boucher is the more effective and efficient player if you're looking at this shit on paper, right? Like, so. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I think if Siakam get his shit together too, it's promising. It's promising for Toronto, right? They, they they have some upcoming young talent. All right, shoot a pass. On the other hand, the NBA team that is not as good as their record indicates is the Utah Jazz. Gabe, we'll let you take this one first here. Shoot a pass. Well, I'm going to go push. I feel like it's a little bit of both. I've been wrong about the Jazz. You guys know, you know, from the start of the season. They've been playing pretty well. They're 12-4, I think third in the West. And um, as long as they can keep winning, you know, they have a wider margin of error. Because as other teams are trying to figure it out, they're all kind of bunched up together. As long as the Jazz keep winning and they keep pace with the Lakers and the Clippers, I mean, this team might actually shock people. However, I think it's fair to say that we need to judge this team on what they do in the playoffs. Because they had that epic seven-game series against the Nuggets last season. And I feel like this is the season they can take that step forward. And, you know, uh, the way Donovan's playing, we touched on it at the beginning of the show, Shaq hating on him. You know, he's he stepped his game up. And uh, Rudy Gobert, he's not worthy of the contract. I do agree with Shaq on that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel like they're in a, a groove right now. Getting Bojan back was big also because they didn't have him in the postseason last year. So I feel like he is the X factor for that team. But, um, like I said, it's, it's a little of both. Um, are they overachieving? Sure. Um, are they as good as their record say they are? You know, that's, that remains to be seen. Word, word. Um, but Robbie, before we, we turn to you here, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'm going to pass on this. I think this is the perfect year for the Jazz to overachieve. And I'm not saying overachieve in a negative sense. Um, I, I think it's great for them to overachieve. You know, they left off last season with a very, very good series. Obviously, the Denver Nuggets were a great team in the playoffs up until they met the Lakers. They won a league high eight games a row as at a, at the time we were recording this podcast. Defensively, they're rated third overall, so we're starting to see a trend. A lot of these guys, a lot of these teams that are defensively be great. They're just having a great season so far. Um, I don't think it's a fluke. I don't think their season's a fluke. I think it's all for them to spread their wings and just, just fly and just keep it going. Um, this season, they've they you know played very you know. I'll I'll actually give you guys a tease here. I'll, I'll talk about them in, in the end of the episode here, but um, you know. I, I got a pass. I, I don't think that, you know, they're a fluke so far. I don't, I, you know, I, I got to give them their props. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you know, I'm going to pass, uh, you know, I think they are, they are as good as their, their record indicates. So, um, you know, shout out to Donovan. Robbie, how do you feel about the Jazz? Shout out to me for going against all odds and calling the Jazz contenders. <laughs> of course, I'm going to pass here. <sighs> and listen, Gabe, you're 100% right. We got to see what this team does in the playoffs. Um, but look, we got to give credit where credit's due. Chevy said it. They're on an eight game win streak. They're playing the Knicks tonight, which was the last team they lost to, I don't know, like three weeks ago. Revenge. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they're, they're beating quality teams. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Nuggets. They beat the Warriors. Seven of those wins 
were by double digits. And yes, they're shooting lights out right now. But like Chevy said, they're also getting it done on the defensive end too. And I do agree. I think Bojan is a big factor in all of this. They did not have him last season in the playoffs in particular, like Gabe said. If we're going to praise the Lakers and the Clippers this early on for what they're doing, then let's give the credit to the Jazz too. They deserve some more attention other than Shaq's interview with Donovan Mitchell. Facts. Absolutely. That was beautiful. Like we, wow, man, we were so good on that take. Wow. All together. Unanimously, we agreed. This was, that was great. Beautiful. We agreed after y'all talk shit about me for calling them contenders. Get I think right. I called them a dumpster fire. <laughs> no, 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 no. Gabe, 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 Gabe. You engineered a trade. You had them, I think, as wild cards or something, and then you traded them to bottom feeders, and then both of y'all started ranking on me when I said that they were contenders. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You I know, what? We're, we're only about a quarter. Give her her props. She was right. Though. Give her yeah. her props. No hate here. Oh, right. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about something here. The Washington Wizards having to play 41 games in 67 days is a disaster waiting to happen for not just the team but also the league. Uh, Robbie, shoot or pass. I'm gonna go shoot here, but but let's just clarify one thing, okay? The Wizards were already a disaster before this (laughs) frankly they might be better off just going to the league office and saying yo we're we're down to forfeit some of these games and and we're down to just tank i mean they're already playing in a condensed season and then you know these 41 games in 67 days i'm not a fucking mathematician but that's like four games a week or so for two months I don't know. If I'm a player for the Wizards, I'm concerned about injuries on top of everything else I have to be concerned about as a Wizards player. Incompetency from my coach. uh, Low morale because we can't win a damn game. I mean, you know, I guess for the league, it shows that it was the right decision to only release one half of the season schedule for now. But what do you do here? Because it's not just the Wizards that are getting postponed games left mm-hmm. and right like this. We we just talked about the Grizzlies who are missing like what five or six games in a row. Like what what are we gonna yep. do about this? Yeah. yeah, I I mean, well said, Gabe. How do you feel? I totally agree. I mean, it's just I I don't I don't know how you fix it. And the the the, the concerning part about all of this is that Bradley Beal. Like you keep trotting this guy out there, and I feel like he's going to get injured. You know, God forbid he does he does get injured. I mean, he does get injured. But like, what are you doing? You can't win a game. You got Russell Westbrook. That's a that's a really bad environment. I, I don't I don't know how you fix this, but you know, she covered most of the points that I wanted to say. But I don't know. I like maybe maybe I don't know forfeit the season. Just say you know what, we're done. I feel like their season picked up when it left off in the bubble. They're still shit. And they can't really do anything about it. They, what can you do to fix this roster? The guys are going down. They lost Bryant. Um, they're playing with like third stringers. It's it's really bad. Uh, in Washington, man, I don't, I don't know how you fix it. I don't know either. But I mean, I'm gonna shoot with this. And I mean, this is what happens. I, the thing is, guys, like it, there's teams that like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Jazz. Like they're focused on playing this game and they're staying healthy. If teams can follow the rules and stay healthy and play games when they're supposed to. You can't fault that. So it'll it'll be a shit show. I'll agree with that. Um, And then, you know, guys or teams, I should say, like the Lakers, Clippers, Jazz. I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, name teams that are consistent. The Sixers 
had their little outburst, but they've seemed to like recover and not force cancellations. The Celtics as well. Um, you know, the Nets are purposely sitting their star players and they have one that decided to leave and come back for a week or two. You know, so I I think, you know, most teams are, are following the rules and doing the right thing. Give them the extra days off and let the Wizards suffer. Fuck it. That's the way I see it. Shooter pass. The lack of a normal game environment is, in fact, helping the refs officiate games more efficiently. Please. <laughs> I mean... Really? May I, may I may I do may I take the honors here? May I take the honors here? Yeah, like go ahead, Robbie. I don't know what this like. Because no the fuck we're not about to praise the refs, okay? I got three <laughs> oh, no. big and bad calls just in the past few days, okay? So just to make it clear, I think we're all passing here. One. Yep. Jamal Murray traveling on the step back three versus the Suns that sent the game into overtime and eventually gave them the dub. Awful. Two. The Cavs-Nets game that went into double overtime. Uh, this was Kyrie's first game back, so it was the first time we saw Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant playing together. And I swear the refs wanted the Nets to win this game so fucking bad. Joe Harris got away with a double dribble late in the fourth, which led Kyrie to tie the game. And then right about at the end of the first overtime, James Harden so clearly traveled and Osman got called for the for for the foul and then the third one the stupidest fucking call of them all Draymond Green's second tech that got him ejected from the game versus the Knicks for yelling at wait for it James Wiseman I mean it was just so ridiculous and the most ridiculous part of this is that the league rescinded the tech after the game like what the fuck is that gonna do for the Warriors now yeah, I, I mean, mean, yeah, I mean, that's a... well said. I mean, it's 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 true. Like like I said, what does that do for the Warriors saying, "Oh, we messed up"? It's like the two minute report. You come out after a game and say, "Well, here's what we got wrong. Here's what we got right." Who gives a fuck? The result is already in hand. So I just feel like, you know, I know it's a hard job, but it can't be that blatantly bad. You know what I mean? You gotta have some accountability. But there's no fucking crowds yelling at them or anything. Exactly. exactly. There's no no extra noise or stadium music <laughs> or like, you know, even like uh, signs and, and fan, you know, apparel, whatever the hell's, you know, waving around. Like, I, there it is. I Yeah. They also that's, need that's to make more say. of these calls reviewable because I believe a couple of these calls weren't even reviewable. So you couldn't even challenge it. And it's bullshit because it's so blatantly clear that a travel was happening or, you know, a double dribble is happening and you can't do shit about it. Oh, facts, facts, facts. All right. Let's talk about some other good stuff here for the NBA. Then with the NBA eyeing expansion in the future, the cities that should get them are Seattle, Washington, and Las Vegas, Nevada. Robbie shooter pass. I'm here for this. Shoot. We we know Seattle is a fun sports town, and there's a lot of nostalgia surrounding the Supersonics. Bring back the Sonics, Adam. Yes. And Vegas makes a ton of sense, too, particularly because of the boom in sports betting over the years. I'm also intrigued by the idea of another international team. I mean, we, we read about a potential return 
you know, maybe Vancouver being one of those cities because they already had a team there. I've also read that Mexico City is a popular choice for an international city. But I'm like, hey, what about a city like San Juan, Puerto Rico? There's a ton of NBA fans out there. I mean, I can understand how logistically that would not be as enticing to the West Coast teams. But I mean, if Mm -hmm. we made it work with the East Coast teams traveling all the way to Vancouver, then we can make it happen with Puerto Rico. Yeah, facts, facts. Shooter pass, Gabe. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, bring Seattle back. I I missed the color scheme. I, I, I love the Sonics. You know what I mean? They have a lot of good uh, players in that uh, in that history. But like I said, if you could move a football team there and there's been no ramifications of players gambling their life savings away or, you know, fixing games or any of that bullshit, why not, you know, bring a team to Vegas? You know, I mean, I'm all for it. It's, it like she said, it's a booming sports city with all the uh, sports gambling. Um, Let's go. Either, either Seattle or Vegas. Internationally, I wouldn't agree with as much because I feel like, let's say if you get on that team, you have to live in that city, almost like Toronto. You know, it's not the U.S. I don't know if players will have an issue with that, but um, definitely Seattle. I mean, uh, Vegas uh, for Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I got to shoot on both the locations. I love them. Um, I love basketball returning to Seattle, echoing you guys. Uh, Seattle has a great fan base, as we know, with the Seahawks, the Sounders, the Storm. Uh, now they're getting the Kraken, which is their NHL team finally, and that's supposed to debut sometime this uh, year, I believe in October. Uh, it's a prime location for sports. It's a very nice sports culture. Uh, Vegas has proven they're worthy enough. You move the Raiders there, and then the construction for that new arena or stadium, excuse me, $2 billion. So Vegas has got it. <laughs> you know, it equals to me, you know, when you, when I think about Vegas, I think about money, right? So when you think of that correlation there, you know, there shouldn't be an issue for the NBA to just pop up shop. Obviously, they they do their summer league in Vegas as well, traditionally. So the NBA already kind of has the insight there of how Vegas would be. Um, I, I was thinking about this, too. If they add these two teams out west, it is Vegas and Seattle. You got to think about there's got to be some sort of realignment, too. You know, you now have two extra teams out west. Do you take two teams out and put them in the Eastern conference and shake things up. So the Dallas try to make, yeah, try to make a little more, you know, equally, um, you know, balanced and also geographically make sense of it. So, you know, I'm down for it. I'm down for those two, um, two cities for sure. Is there like another random city that you guys would be down to see an NBA team at? Wyoming. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the Jackson. No. Oh, wow. Uh, not really. I mean, Seattle, I feel like Seattle, you know, they deserve it. Seattle, yeah, Seattle, but she, come on, answer the question, Gabe. She asked, is there a third? I mean, what other city would you want? I mean, what else stands out? I mean, well, that's what she's asking, like. But that's what what I'm saying, like, there's nothing that stands out. All right, all right, let's rephrase it. I feel like Wyoming, but nobody. Let's let's rephrase this. Iowa. Pick pick a third team. A city. I'm um, excuse me. Pick a third city. Oh my god. Um. um he, can't, he can't. Robbie. Okay. He can't. I can't. Right. That's why. I'm forget it. <laughs> I'm just. Oh my god. Could you imagine like an NBA team in Key West, like the fucking Jimmy Buffets? Nah. Nah. I can't see a team going to Key West. Nah. It's hard though because I feel like you know the Midwest is lacking a little bit. Maybe like that Northwest too as well. Like, you put Seattle there and, like, Capes, Iowa, and Wyoming. Like, I don't know if the NBA works in those markets. You know, I mean, 
<laughs> I don't know. Like Kansas City, maybe. I mean, I know Kansas has been hosting a lot of things lately. Uh, maybe going back to Vancouver. I mean, Louisville. Just kind of going in places you're not already established in, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what I would have to say. To answer your question, Robbie, I provided you additional teams and Thank places. You. Whatever. Thank Whatever. you. Thank you for trying. Okay, Sherry. Love you, brother. Studs and duds. All right, let's talk some studs and duds. We are going to go into our studs and duds segment here to discuss who we got as a stud and dud as the season actually has hit its first quarter mark. And then we don't know what the second half of the season will look like. So let's pick some studs and duds, shall we? Lady, gentlemen, let's discuss here some studs. Uh, Robbie, who do you got at the top? Y'all? I don't even know why I said y'all, but let's just scratch, scratch that. The, there is a phenomenon taking over the state of Ohio, and they are missing the king no more. Cleveland oh. has now been renamed Sexland. And it's not wow. because Pornhub moved their HQ out there. It is largely in part because of one man, Colin Sexton. Now look, I'll be honest. I've watched a grand total of one Cavs game this season, and it was a game against the Nets that went into double overtime last week. But that was enough for me. He single-handedly dismantled the three-headed monster that is the Nets now and the refs in that game. He's done something that not even Chevy's boy LeBron James ever did in Cleveland, score 20 points in each of his first 10 games this season. (laughs) Shut up, Chevy. This guy is bound to be an all-star, bound to be on some all-NBA teams, and if the Cleveland Cavaliers can build around this guy, they could even be a playoff team in the future. If I'm a Cavs fan, I'm saying, you know what? Super delayed gratification here, but we won that Kyrie trade. Uh, hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That is, um, yeah, it is. Y'all are just some haters. No, I mean it's Cleveland, but it's not. Yeah, I mean it's it's good. It's no, it's not Cleveland. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. Not Cleveland. It's it's a good stud pick. Yeah. Oh, got it. Got it. Gabe's going between the Shaq voice and like his his uh, hotline sex hotline worker voice. <laughs> Whatever. <clears throat> so I got my stud. Don't be shocked. I've done a, a full three sixty on this team, but I'm gonna go with Joel Embiid. Oh, Embiid. All right. Good. So yeah, over his last five games, he's averaging thirty seven and twelve. Philly has a twelve and six record. Remember a few years ago when the Sixers were actually good and they actually beat us in a playoff series? I hated them so much, but they I had shooters. Yeah, but they had shooters on that team. Fast forward to now, they have shooters again. Danny Green, he's got to come back down to earth eventually, right? He can't keep doing this. This is not. <laughs> well, he's going to fuck up royally in the playoffs. Uh, has to. Yeah, has to. But Seth Curry as well. I mean, he, the dude's finally getting a chance to show what he has. But like I said, it all goes back to Joel Embiid. The guy is dominant. I remember saying this a few years ago. I was like, if this guy really put his mind to it, who's going to stop him? Name one player that can shut down Joel Embiid when he's focused. Nobody. I mean, Anthony Davis can give him some problems, but no. I think Joel Embiid is just a top-notch superstar. When he's this engaged, look out. I mean, just just make sure you keep it up and you bring the same energy in the playoffs. 
because I feel like this is the team that will give the Brooklyn Nets or even the Milwaukee Bucks the most trouble. You know, Gabe, it's really interesting. I wonder if Dwight Howard had like any kind of like impact, not like in a weird way, but just like yeah. bully him in practice too. Like, come on, Joel. Like, I've been here. Like, what's up, man? Like, you want to be dominant? Like, <laughs> in a goofy ass way. Like, you know, Dwight's. Yeah, that'd be right? funny if that was true. Yeah, I mean, you, you never yeah, know. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's just like Dwight's goofy, but at the same time, like, he's pretty serious when he's on the court. Like, in exactly. practice, you gotta think, right? You know. Mm-hmm. That's good good for Joel, though. I'm happy. You know, I'm happy you like what Joel is doing this season. And to piggyback off of that, too, as well, uh, you know, I was looking at Seth Curry and then Shake Milton. Both of these guys oh, are having Shake. 15 yeah. points a game. 15 points a game. Like, Shake Milton all of a sudden learned how to shoot. All I, this is the thing. Robbie has, like, instilled inside me, like, this Shake Milton can't shoot and he's completely trashed because of, like, <laughs> I said that one time. <laughs> no, but it's so funny because, like, I, that impression of it, I just, it's funny. I just think about it all the time. But I gotta. Um, I'm not giving you a hard time, Robbie. I'm just saying, like your words about Shake Milton. You convinced me that he can't shoot the ball. Like I he's, get it. He's terrible. I get it. Me and yeah. my takes but live now, free in your head. I get it. Yeah, sometimes they do. You know, I don't know much about a guy named Shake Milton, but now I do. <laughs> um, and apparently, like he learned how to shoot the ball overnight or an off season. Um, 15 points a game from for both. And Shake's coming off the bench. Seth Curry's starting, right? Yeah. Seth Curry's shooting the ball 56 percent, man, nice. from the field. Ridiculous. 53 percent from three-point line and then shake comes in and shakes you know he's not as great as a shooter shooting overall 46 very little drop off um but that's the thing is that you gotta hope that <laughs> this this is like the ultimate like buffer and supplement for <laughs> for ben simmons not to shoot exactly. the basketball. <laughs> like <laughs> but my question is is can you sustain that all season is it something in the playoffs that will work what happens if teams are adjusting to seth and shake milton and you start saying Hey Ben Simmons, go ahead and shoot the ball, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think that's the concern for Philly. But I gotta agree with you there, um, for sure. I'm actually gonna go down and, and kind of piggyback off one of our shooter pass round and just say the Utah Jazz. Um, for me, are studs. I, I just think the expectation for them. Obviously, I didn't think they were a contender. Um, they're you know, again. I repeat, winning eight straight games in a row is not an easy accomplishment at all. You don't see it too often in the NBA, especially right you, now. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they and Robbie, you put it well put earlier that they beat the Clippers, the Bucks, the Warriors, and a healthy Portland team on opening night. They demolished them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just bottom of the barrel team that they're beating. Top three defensive rated in the league right now. Uh, they just have their shit together. So to me, they're the studs of the first quarter of this season so far. And really maintaining themselves up there. And, you know, I, I look at the standings you know, every so often. It's L.A., the two L.A. teams. It's the Jazz. And you look at a team like the Phoenix Suns. They were up there. Mm-hmm. But now they're 8-7. and seven, And they're kind of, you know, retracting a little bit in the standings. And then you think about maybe can the Mavericks get their shit together and, and kind of make a push towards. So, to me, I think there's a top three in the Western Conference right now. And it includes the Utah Jazz, hands down. Everything after that kind of is a toss-up. So, I got to say this. Uh, props to Robbie. There. There's a love. Oh, I told you. Wow. It's coming. Oh. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you, me. Chevy, I, I don't hear you. Well, I've already said well, like five said. times this episode. Yeah. You know, I think he's reached his limit. Yeah, he's reached his limit. limit. I've capped oh, out. So, he's yeah. going to go back to out. shitting on me in like three, two... <laughs> One. Well, it depends. Who's your dud? My dud 
I, I don't think anybody's gonna disagree with my dud. Russell Westbrook, the man who was supposed to help mm. sell the idea oh. of the Washington Wizards being a playoff team in the Eastern Conference yeah. and kind of fooled all of us because I think all of us thought, you know, maybe they could be an eight. They could be <clears> that eight seed. They could be that eight seed. And, and you know, he was the guy that was supposed to show Bradley Beal like, hey, you've got a team here. Stay. But um, Russell Eastbrook <laughs> is is not a thing, guys. Okay, that's a good one. I like that. If anything, <laughs> Russell has become just another cautionary tale, showing us that that you need more than just explosiveness and athleticism to be durable in this league. You have to develop other skills because father time shows no mercy and that explosiveness and athleticism will not last forever look we're looking at a russell westbrook that cannot shoot cannot handle cannot drive cannot be his man i guess if there's one thing he is excelling at is being the tank commander washington needs the fade for game maybe this is the argument that they bring to the league like yo we're gonna forfeit some games we've got our tank commander let us just fucking tank and get the first pick Oh man, that tank commander gave that. Woo. You know, what? I'm gonna piggyback off of that a little bit too. Remember, remember when D Wade? I don't know if you guys remember, but when he came into the league, he was a very athletic guard. You know, he can get to the rim, dunk, yada yada yada. And they said, okay, well that game won't age well. So what did Dwayne Wade do? He had a, he got a, a nasty mid range game, and the rest is history. I feel like Russell, like you said, that game is going to eventually fade so he has to develop new shooting you know or three-point shooting at least he's one of the worst three-point shooters in the league and i feel like he's just straight solely relying on his uh, athleticism but yeah, i mean you know at what point when do we say is russell westbrook a good player now i know he can get triple doubles in his sleep but that doesn't really account for anything you know what i mean because the team is still losing they don't do much in the playoffs so I don't know if it's a Russell Westbrook problem or if it's just a Wizards problem. But anyways, my dud is the NBA season in general. I know we touched on it plenty of times and, you know, no need to really harp on it mostly. But the, the COVID protocols in particular, like if some teams are getting by and doing well with the protocols, why aren't other teams? You know what I mean? And I don't know if yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if one team started it and it just kind of made a trickle effect to other teams. But I feel like if other teams are doing well with the protocols, why isn't the other teams doing it? Is it a better management on the other side or players just not following the rules because the coach and general manager is like trash? Like, what is the problem? But if that's the case, if teams individually aren't following protocols, then yeah, they should be penalized. Because as of right now, the season's hard to watch and it's hard to keep up who's playing and who's not playing. It, you know, it's just unbearable for me at the moment. Wow, man, he's shitting on the whole league, Robbie. Like, not even just one guy or a team. Like, the whole league. It's just hard to watch. I don't know who's playing, who's canceled. It's just a scramble. To... Well, you know, you know, I'm being selfish. It's made for fantasy, but you know, it's like, damn it. That's exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's let's rewind. That's exactly why he's so pissed because his fantasy basketball I, team sucked like two weeks ago. Uh, it's just so much cancellations and. Players stepping up you never heard of. It's like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, it's just... I'm well, next man up mentality, Gabe. Uh, Pick him up. But it's hard to determine that... Okay, this is too much fantasy. Yeah, right, I go, know. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just annoyed. I could tell. I could tell. <laughs> um, well, you know, my dud... I'm, I'm sticking with the, the team theme here. Uh, I'm going with the New Orleans Pelicans. 
They're sitting currently 5-10 and 10 in the Western Conference. To me, that already has its surprises in a sense where we have Utah up so high, sustaining a top-four spot. Phoenix has a better roster on paper. The Thunder are overachieving. Candy sustain it? I don't know. Quite frankly, that's where the Pelicans, in my opinion, should be from the start of the season here. If you really want to make a serious start and jump into this Western Conference and battle, your roster looks like it needs upgrades where to the point they're talking about trade rumors for Lonzo Ball and JJ Reddick to send him to, to Golden State for Kelly Oubre, the guy that, that started out, what, 0-11 from the three-point line yeah, and, and just got the worst start <laughs> in the season? Yeah. You know, I, I the, to me the Pelicans and I love Stan Van Gundy. I just don't, I just don't foresee them. I'm gonna pull, you know, what I pulled on Toronto Raptors for the Eastern Conference. I'm gonna pull and say, you know, hey, I'm pull one of those cards and say, look, I don't think they have time to recover. Like you mentioned, game it's 72 games. You played 15 games. Okay, maybe you know, there's a couple games here and there, but there's nothing promising about this team that says, oh, like you know, they're gonna get their shit together and they're gonna be able to compete in the Western Conference. I mean, guys, look. The top eight in the Western Conference right now rounds out Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, Nuggets, Trailblazers, Grizzlies, the Suns, and Warriors. And then below that, you got a battle against a Dallas Mavericks team. Okay, maybe, you know, you can push yourself up there. And we don't even know what a play-in tournament will look like. But if <laughs> the Pelicans get into a battle with any of these teams, I'm not confident in saying that right now the way that this team is constructed or playing that they're, they're going to compete against the top eight I just mentioned. The Grizzlies, Grizzlies, to me, you know, haven't played in some time, in a week or a half, whatever the case may be. But they're on a five-game win streak. They started up a little poor, five-game win streak. I mean, the Pelicans can go on a five-game win streak, I'm sure, at some point. But I don't know. I think they're digging themselves in a deeper hole than they should be in a Western Conference that's so stacked. I think that's my issue with them. If they need to compete this year, they, they just need to start off a little bit more hot. And for, for that, they're my dad. Well, they need people just need to stop setting expectations for the Pelicans period because and, and well, on Zion sorry well, it was good early in the season to think they would they do that they would do something but now yeah it's like that's out the window so they're my dud for now it's the first quarter of the season like I said we can come back and revisit this all sucks yeah I mean yeah his brother's I mean, not playing him like crazy man. yeah you, you can't continue to have Lonzo Ball now I don't know like, I, if you have an NBA contract, if, if you're listening to this and you have an NBA contract, like, learn how to shoot the ball. Like, <laughs> your value goes up. People can pay you more. Like, I don't understand. We're talking to you, Ben. We're going, <laughs> we're I don't. going on two episodes of shitting on Lonzo Ball. <laughs> I just don't He's get so it. Bad. I think we were comparing him to his brother, too. Yikes. And it's crazy how LaMelo comes in and he's just having fun and he's doing well. Lonzo's like, like, what happened, dude? I thought you was known for your shot. You're supposed to be better than Steph Curry. Like, what's going on with you, bro? Yeah. Do you well, think uh, um, the father, the father ball is going to disown Lonzo at some point and be like, this is your well, Bye. No, I don't think so. No, he's I mean, not. But he's already favoring LaMelo at, at the moment because he doesn't think he's a reserve player. So, you know. Well, well, you got to go with who's hot, man. You got to ride the hot hand, Gabe. You got three. You got three of them. Yeah, one exactly. Of them. Yeah, you better favor the one that's doing actually doing something. I mean, that's that's just the way life is. But it was great to be with you guys again here. Shooter Pass Podcast, the best NBA podcast. You better subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and shout out to our our overseas listeners. Uh, if you're listening on the Ghana and Gyro Seven app out in India. 
we appreciate you for listening, getting this far through some of the nonsense, but also the greatest takes in the world when it comes to NBA basketball. Robbie Gabe, as always, our shout-outs here. Robbie, any shout-outs this week? I mean, I want to give a shout-out to whoever invented air fryers. I love oh you. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I've been I've been thinking about my dinner tonight, this whole podcast, half of which I made in the air fryer. Like, Bro. I feel so fucking dumb Bro. for not owning one before, but, like, now I do, but I'm a changed woman. And, oh, my God, I just cannot wait to end this recording Yo. and eat my dinner. Bro, Robbie, like... I'm glad we are Bye. sharing this experience together. Like, like I, I like I'm living with roommates that we had like two air fryers just sitting there oh not not God. using them. So and good. then my brother got us one for Christmas. It's a five quart you know basket mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and oh. um, sweet potato sweet potato fries. Yeah, my son loves he, he loves dipping it in the ketchup. Yo. Uh, we've made chicken. <sighs> Um, Roasted wifey just made Brussels sprouts. Oh my god! Ooh, that sounds good. So good. Wifey just made um her own little version of like popcorn shrimp. There was some shrimp Ooh. we had bought from the store from Publix, and she put a little panko and tried to do a little you know thing. Just see how it came out in the air fryer. I think I'm gonna try. Good. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try making arepas on there and see how they come out. Ooh, wow. I'll keep y'all posted. Wow. I'm so excited. All right, finish, finish, finish. I'm starving. <laughs> I, I want to play with my air fryer. <laughs> I'll take a picture of mine. Anyways, I have a call out and a shout out real quick. I want to call out Dana White. You know, he's targeting these pirates for, you know, streaming his event. And he said, you know, they they caught one guy dead in his tracks. So the guy came out and said, oh, okay, well, I'm going to shut down my stream. Blah, 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 blah. Cool. But Dana White has opened up another Pandora's box because if you target these hackers, the hackers always win. So if you keep going after these guys, eventually they're going to tap into that ESPN feed and they're going to fuck up your pay-per-views. So that's my call out. Yeah, it was already issues with this pay-per-view. People got, got mad. They want their money back. So he shouldn't be targeting hackers. And I get it. It's your business. You want to get as most money as you can. But, dude, you're going on the wrong road on this one. You're going to lose. And uh, I my definitely mind. did not illegally stream that fight. I just want no, me either. Me either. Me either. Please, <laughs> take my own money. Yeah, there you go. That's the shout out. Dustin Poirier took out Connor in the second round. It was amazing. You know, Connor, these long layoffs, you know, they don't work, buddy. You got you got to get repetition. But yeah, shout I was to very surprised by how humble he was. I was like, who is this? Why are you being so humble? We talking about Connor, right? Before the fight, and yeah. I, yeah th- I, I didn't have nothing to root for because he was so nice. I was like, this is not the kind of that I'm used to. He was nice. I was like, okay. So it was different. But yeah, definitely shout out to Dustin Poirier for getting the job done. Shout out for me is, uh, I, got a, I got a couple of shout outs. You know, first and foremost, I you know, I've been doing it consistently all year long. But shout out to my entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Love the defense. Love you guys for making me happy. I got to give him a shout out one more time. Scotty um, Miller. Yo, yeah, for sure. Shout out to Scotty. And, you know, um, it's just the experience that those guys get. You know, young guys and some of the guys like Mike Evans who have been a part of this team. We'll talk about football. Uh, next week, we will be debuting a Super Bowl preview show with some of our NFL experts who incorrectly picked oh, the Green God. Bay Packers for I don't know. God knows why. But we, uh, if you go to our Instagram at Baseline Times, you'll see the graphic. I'm the lone person who picked the Buccaneers to win the NFC this uh, past uh, Sunday. But yeah, anyways, um, beyond that, I just want to give a shout out to our, our in-house uh, hockey team, Central Ice Podcast. They uh, debuted their second episode this week. Last week was the inaugural uh, episode. The hockey coverage is coming out to you guys. The season is in full swing, so please check that out. 
Uh, you guys can check it out, www.baselinetimes.com, um, at Central Ice on the Twitter machine, and at Central Ice Podcast on the Instagram. Also, uh, the Baseline Bet, we debuted that here in the new year. So if you guys need some betting advice, some betting help, we do have the Baseline Bet there to give you some advice and hopefully win you some, a little bit of money uh, game. Maybe you should listen to that first instead of doing your fantasy basketball. But um, True. that is my shout outs there. Robbie Gabe, where can the people find you at on the social media? At Robin Hood with an H and a Y on Twitter and the gram. Yo, it's your boy Gabe. Gabe XL across both platforms. Mamba out. <laughs> <laughs>